arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo wants you to know that summertime is here, and that means the arts moves to the great outdoors. Check out all the wonderful summer concert series and programs being offered in our local communities through Summertime Live on the Arts Council's website, kalamazooarts.org. Or visit the Art Hop page to see what's in store next for this one-of-a-kind program. At the Arts Council, they always strive to make innovative and creative expression an everyday occurrence. And thanks to their members, there are so many things to see and do in and around Kalamazoo. Take advantage of all that summer has to offer, including Kalamazoo's unmatched arts scene, by visiting the Arts Council online at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. You'll be glad you did. This message is brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, proudly serving Kalamazoo and helping to amplify the arts in our community since 1966. Well, good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick, and I have the pleasure today of talking with Terry Knoll. She is the exe- executive director of the What to Do Theater in Battle Creek. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. So what's your favorite morning beverage? Well, I like a good white mocha, iced preferably. But oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good. That, um, that definitely, that would wake you up. For sure. Yes. Anything with caffeine. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yes. So you're the executive director of What to Do Theater and in charge of the youth theater there. How long have you been in charge of What to Do? So I took over as the executive director in 2018. Okay. But I've been acting and doing youth programming there since 2014. Mm-hmm. And What to Do has been in existence t- since 2009, I believe. Right, right. Yes. So yeah, What to Do has a... Um, a storied past, right? It's been a couple different incarnations as far as what it is and who it serves. And so now we're here 2023, you are the executive director. So what is What To Do of today? What do they do? So we, so What To Do, I'll talk a little bit about What To Do of the past. Like oh, they, sure. we've, um, it used to be kind of like a professional theater hub and uh, that's when I became or joined. Um, and so the, idea of it was um, to create kind of that cutting edge theater, Mm -hmm. different, uh, Randy Wolf was in charge of it at Mm -hmm. that time. Um, And so after he stepped down, um, I came in and um, now we're trying to keep the same, we try to keep the same mission and purpose, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, really, I tried to take like looking at the full picture of what Battle Creek is and what theater has been in Battle Creek because Mm -hmm. I grew up doing theater in Battle Creek and figuring out how um, what to do can fit into those needs of our community. So now we've kind of shifted a little bit uh, where my expertise is more in youth and building a theater culture in our community using that youth Mm -hmm. and then trying to get back to adult theater and the things that that we do now so we still have the same mission and purpose we've just shifted more towards like building youth and community 
within Battle Creek and building the theater culture back up. I gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. That, that that definitely makes sense. And yes, I do remember the days when What to Do Theater, Cutting Edge for Battle Creek, Cutting Edge Theater, which was lovely, but did I think mostly uh, focus on adults. It did. So yeah. this is a little bit of a new uh, um, mission for What to Do Theater, but I think it's great because obviously you're you're building a company from. Yes. The youth on up. Yes, we are. And um, just because of my background in history, like I believe that youth, you know, build our culture. And and if we foster that and and we look at the talents, um, we're going to naturally build up theater. Sure. No, absolutely. So what is uh, your background? So I actually have a degree in early childhood ed- elementary education. Okay. I started out as a teacher, and mm-hmm. um, I graduated from Western, so go Broncos, mm-hmm. in uh, 2011. And I was teaching. Um, I knew I wanted to go back to the Battle Creek community where I grew up, so I actually started um, teaching elementary, and I was a kindergarten teacher when I started to get involved with what to do as an actress. Sure. And grew the passion to, I was like, hey, I want to create a youth program. Um, Grew up doing Battle Creek Junior Theater in town and Mm -hmm. the Battle Creek Civic Theater. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hey, I want to build that here at What to Do. Can we do that? And that's kind of where that career started. So for a while, I was doing youth theater, teaching, and acting at the same time. And that was prior to kids. Now I have three girls. So gets a little more challenging. <laughs> well, with time, I'm sure but, it does. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Well, then that makes a lot of sense. So you already have an affinity to teach youth. Yes. And a passion for theater. And so this seems like a natural marriage of the two for yes. what to do. So you mentioned that you um, started what to do in 2014. Yeah. yeah. And then became the executive director in 18. Yes. So just enough time to get your feet wet, get things moving and then get closed down by the pandemic. Yes. Right. Yeah. And thankfully we did survive through the pandemic. So um, it actually gave me time because when I took over in 2018, I knew nothing about <laughs> um, nonprofit programming. So um, I'm really appreciative because the Miller Foundation in Battle Creek, who is very supportive of the arts, kind of took me in and helped me to get that training. So um, we did survive through the pandemic and it gave me some downtime to build our programming and and figure out how to make the nonprofit very stable and the programming to be sustainable. Right, right. As um, you talked about your uh, college career and getting a degree in uh, early childhood education, but as uh, and you talked a little bit about being in Battle Creek Youth Theater, can you talk a little bit about that experience? Was that something that you knew you always wanted to do or something that maybe parents dropped you off and said, go audition? I, interestingly enough, like I actually have a namesake in town and um, her name was Terry Christ and she actually passed away in a car accident in the 1980s. And the Battle Creek Junior Theater, the program that I was a part of, actually named a summer program after her. And interestingly enough, my family didn't push me, but I was really, really um, drawn to the arts. And so that was kind of a nice like family connection, healing connection. Mm -hmm. And I really liked building that passion and and serving that um, purpose for my family, but also I just loved getting, using the arts as an escape. So it was very common in my childhood that we would honestly go to one rehearsal with Battle Creek Junior Theater, and then my friends and I would walk downtown, get dinner, and then go to a rehearsal at the Civic and do multiple shows. Like, that was my childhood. Like, all my friends were in it, and we just did it together. So I really enjoyed just growing up in theater 
And when I got to college, I was like, you know, I really love family life. And as we know, like the choice of an artist can be hard. And, and I knew that auditioning all the time and trying the big city life was probably not going to be for me. So I went towards the education path there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what kind of shows did you do as a youngster? <laughs> um, we did a lot of, so if anyone knows Battle Creek Junior Theater, Mary McQuiston was an educator okay. in Battle Creek. And what I love about Mary McQuiston is she always just made people feel like she, it doesn't, it didn't matter if you were the tree or if you were uh, <laughs> Gretel and Hansel and Gretel, which yeah. that's was my lead, my, my break in that junior theater. Break. Yeah. 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 Um, she always made you feel special and a part of that program. So we did a lot of shows that she wrote, but they were based off of fairy tales. So, you know, we did Snow White, like your classics. Uh-huh. And then at the Civic, we did Fiddler on the Roof, Jun- like the junior shows, Guys uh-huh. and Dolls, yeah. all of the, the classics at that time. Um, so I I did a lot of those and then um you know when I started at what to do that that theater was yeah. a little different but really challenging and helped me to learn how to get kids into that acting spot I guess right right yeah. so any acting at western or it was no. that, that was all education all all education I was in the bronco marching band oh, okay. so I did cool. music I have a music background too um but I I did like Comstock and did theater that way just where it was a more community um collaborative and I taught uh, a couple times at the civic in the summers and whatnot right right. that's great yeah well we have to take a short break but when we return we're going to continue to talk with Terry Noel about her career and then also a little bit more about uh what the what to do is currently up to we'll be right back The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo wants you to know that summertime is here, and that means the arts moves to the great outdoors. Check out all the wonderful summer concert series and programs being offered in our local communities through Summertime Live on the Arts Council's website, kalamazooarts.org. Or visit the Art Hop page to see what's in store next for this one-of-a-kind program. At the Arts Council, they always strive to make innovative and creative expression an everyday occurrence. And thanks to their members, there are so many things to see and do in and around Kalamazoo. Take advantage of all that summer has to offer, including Kalamazoo's unmatched arts scene, by visiting the Arts Council online at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. You'll be glad you did. This message is brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, proudly serving Kalamazoo and helping to amplify the arts in our community since 1966. This is WKZO. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And we're back. I'm here with Terry Knoll, Executive Director of What to Do Theater. We've been talking about uh, her rise to becoming the Executive Director of the What to Do Theater and some of the things that she's done in theater along the way. Um, what, in terms of your career path, because I don't think we've talked a lot about that, so were you an early education teacher, mm-hmm. and are you still? Kind of. Okay. So I kind of took an interesting career path, and it goes along with my personal life, actually. So 
Um, as I mentioned, I have three kids, and my middle one um, was actually born with special needs, mm -hmm. and she was born with a condition called hypoplastic left heart syndrome, mm -hmm. which she had three open heart surgeries within the first three years of her life. Wow. And um, so that obviously posed some challenges for my family. And um, if you think of the traditional path of a teacher, that would mean I would have to pick between being in Ann Arbor in the hospital or um, being at the school and writing subplans. And it was just very overwhelming for me at the time. Mm -hmm. And I found um, just writing youth programming and doing stuff like what did you kind of became my outlet. So I was still acting at the time and mm -hmm. uh, still doing like I was a couple years into the youth program at that time. But that was kind of really the pivotal point of like, you know, um, I enjoy teaching and I enjoy theater. And how do I combine all of that? So um, and having a child of special needs has really like changed my heart too on how to be inclusive with theater and how to really speak to families in, in terms of what do we need? What do we need to help your child be successful? Mm -hmm. And so really like all of this is, it was challenging, but it, it brought me to this um, passion of where I am now. So mm -hmm. actually I'm an educator. Um, I run what I do theater, but I'm still teaching and I'm still mm -hmm. helping artists to learn kind of the ropes of the leadership, especially working with kids. Um, so I do early childhood music um, at the music center and I'm an artistic director there. So mm -hmm. I help them envision their programming there. And then I serve as the executive director of what I do and I do um, direct right now, but I'm starting to pass off those responsibilities and training other artists mm -hmm. in that area. So it's kind of nice, like all of my passions have come together in right. one great big bundle. And, um, and it's interesting that life takes you on those <laughs> paths, but I will tell you, I have the busiest and the best job ever. I love it. All right. Yeah. So the Music Center of Battle Creek, and not everybody knows what that is. Can you talk a little yes. bit about that? So um, Battle Creek, there's the music. It's called the Music Center of South Central Michigan. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And it's, it houses the Battle Creek Symphony, but there's mm -hmm. a community music school. So the community music school offers private lessons. That's where Music First is housed, which is um, basically teaching through the Gordon Music Learning Theory. So I teach music as a language and help um, babies, mm -hmm. essentially. I, my youngest student, I think, was three weeks old. Oh, wow. So um, really listening to how they're making sounds and, and fostering um, a positive music environment for them and then um, creating opportunities in our community to do those classes and, and bring music. So I kind of do that for theater and music. Yeah. I, I create programming um, in Battle Creek for that, for both. That's great. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about what to do yeah, in that programming. Um, are there classes? Is it production based? How does that work at what to do? <laughs> so I like joke and call what to do the yes and theater company under because we yeah. really um we do a lot of different things um we've done classes but we're trying to get back to like what does the community want and classes are one of those things so we have done them in the past mm -hmm. we aren't offering them right now but we're known to be called to do like right now we're uh we'll go to community events and do like murder mysteries with our oh, adult cool. actors and yeah. they'll come in and we pay them to to do an a adult murder mystery party at a golf we've been doing it at a golf course which is fun like we'll be on the holes as the murder mystery characters yeah. um we do like uh we'll do our summer programming our youth programming which we'll talk about and then actually um we will be 
announcing our first season after COVID um, uh-huh. at SpongeBob. So, um, which is coming up and we'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, yeah, so we do all sorts, but we do school partnerships, Uh um, in the summer where we come in and we're kind of like an offsite field trip. So we teach, uh, theater games and we really try to incorporate, um, that's where I use my teacher knowledge to do like the social emotional learning background, teaching kids how to be in their feelings and to, to feel those feelings and that they're okay. And that right. type of stuff. So. Right, right. Uh, the ages that you serve? Um, we usually serve for youth. It's usually 5 to 18, and then we mm-hmm. do adult programming as well, um, and we're building on that, but that's still kind of new. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, uh, the you talked about the kind of outreach. So SpongeBob's playing right now. How did it you is. come to choose that show? Um, actually it's funny because I'm not a huge SpongeBob fan okay. and my husband is a music person too. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you need to listen to this musical. It's really good. And I, and I'm like, you know, it is really good. And when they had a youth edition, um, I was attracted to it because it's a unique show where you don't have to have like a strong vocal background to play certain characters Mm -hmm. I mean you've got the voice characters like the classic so I feel like it's going to challenge our kids in different ways but what got me to do it for a youth production is that some of our kids that may not be big Broadway singers there's a way for them to shine and try their different talents so that really and there's a bunch of ways that they can do that in that show and not only that just the idea of, I don't know if people know the background of that show, but a bunch of music artists came together and wrote different songs like Sarah Bareilles, Plain White Tees, mm-hmm. and John Legend. So you listen to their songs and you're like, oh, I hear it. Yeah. And it, it's really cool. Yeah, it is yeah. really cool. It's an interesting musical that I think might be underrated in some ways, and especially if it's the junior edition. Um, you may feel like, oh, God, I have to sit through SpongeBob on stage. But honestly, the folks that I've talked to that have seen it, um, it, it's absolutely, it, it, it's a, a touching show in some sense as well, talking about community and coming together. And then, of course, the best day ever. Yes, right? of course. It's it's a really cute musical. Yeah. I think, um, and I like, I pick youth musicals because it's an hour long. So mm-hmm. going back into that community piece, it kind of fosters that young family life that can't oh, yeah. sit for a long time. Yep. Um, but we also do, while we're doing that workshop, we also do intensives on um, giving kids more background into building their characters and stuff as well. So it's a good length show. It's a right. good, it's a good, um, I guess, piece for our community that are new to theater to check out as well where they know that their kids it's going to be an hour and their kids can sit through it right right they already know spongebob so what is the recommended like youngest age maybe that you would see coming through um i mean my youngest is two and she loves it so 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 i think um that that's probably they're probably ready to go at the end but it's definitely a musical you know they can stand up and kind of dance in their seats too so sure Sure. Yeah. Do you choose a musical every year for the youth theater side of things? Yeah. So we do two different programs. Mm-hmm. We do a kids musical, which is 30 minutes. And that seems kind of. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Um, so yep. we actually do that in a week. We bring oh, them wow. in on a Monday morning yeah. and we actually cast it on the Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And then we go up on Friday. And so it's a really nice way if like kids haven't had experience in theater, I tell them, if they're involved in sports during the year, it's a quick, it's a good time to like see if that's something they enjoy. And if they might not, it's, it's a week long. If they do enjoy it, it's a week long. It's, it's really easy commitment. Um, and then we do a two week musical, which is, that's the junior show. Show. Mm -hmm. And is it uh, a camp setting where you're there all day in the summer? Is that what the 
Yes, yes. So we do um, a camp setting. They're there from 9 to 3 daily. And then um, we we do that for Monday through Friday. And then the second week, Mm -hmm. they stay all day Friday. We feed them dinner, get them ready for the show. And then they go into a weekend of shows. So it's kind of a nice... Flow. That is nice. That is a nice flow. Um, and if I want to get tickets to SpongeBob, how do I do that? Sure. You can um, go to our website, which is whatadotheater.org, mm-hmm. but we also have a Ludus ticketing account. So it's whatadotheater.com. And those are available right now. So you can purchase those tickets and check us out. Yeah, absolutely. How do I find out more about the company in general? So you can go on, I think our Facebook page is probably the best way, which is if you just search what to do theater mm-hmm. you'll find us um and what i also like is our website if you're if facebook's not your thing um what to do theater.org mm-hmm. and it's theater spelled with an re mm-hmm. um if you go to that website our social media links are actually um fused to that first page so you'll see our posts on there as well so you can check out those two websites gotcha yeah. gotcha and so is if i'm an adult and i want to participate mm-hmm. Um, as an actor or maybe a, I don't do you have volunteer technicians and that kind of thing with the adult side of things or how does that we, work we do actually what I love about what I do is we haven't been able so we've been building our adult programming but mm-hmm. we've really become a hub for artists as well and we actually do competitive pay as contractors so every person that comes in and has an interest and in, in experience in that position will be paid oh, cool. for that position. So yeah. if you have experience, uh, definitely my email is on there. Reach out to me and let me know that yeah. you're interested. If you're new and want to get experience, we're also open to that as well and, and can talk about whether that's going to be a volunteered or partially paid position. Mm-hmm. Um, so adults can get involved that way. But we are actually doing our first adult musical, which will be announced at the SpongeBob oh, uh, okay. production. So, so we'll be to... announcing our season, okay. yes, uh, all the way through next August. So we actually have all of our programming planned. for Through next August. Mm-hmm. Great. So you need to get your tickets, get over to SpongeBob, hear about what's happening at the What to Do Theater for next year. If uh, folks want to donate, you are a nonprofit. We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do we donate to you? Uh, you can go to the same website. There's a donate button on the top. And also, when you purchase tickets to SpongeBob, there's an option to donate, donate. there as well. Yes. Fantastic. Well, I've been talking with Terry Knoll, the executive director of the What to Do Theater. They're in the middle of their run for SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical. Yes, that is a musical. <laughs> and yes, actually, it is a pretty good musical. So you need to go see it um, and enjoy it. And uh, thank you for your time today, Terry. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. Thanks for taking some time this morning to join us on the Creative Cafe. We have enjoyed telling you a little bit about who we are as an arts council and what we do in the community. Arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, we've been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. In the past five years alone, we have provided benefits to 585 individual artists and arts organizations, granted $865,000 to just under 400 grant recipients, produce 10 unique programs that serve artists and have collaborated on 23 separate fiscal sponsorships and community projects, many of which are still in existence and serving our community. All this with an average staff size of 6 to 8 in any given year. Small but mighty, that's the Arts Council. And now you know. Join us next week for another installment of The Creative Cafe. And until then, enjoy all that that creative expression has to offer.